Okay. We just illustrated something there. I'm going to read a passage next. It's a passage we've read recently. It's in Romans chapter 12. Um, I'm just going to read a few verses. Sorry, I meant to get someone else to ring this earlier, but read this earlier, but I forgot. Paul says this, it's Romans 12, verse 3. He says, for, the grace of, for by the grace of God given me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members don't all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So we just illustrated something there with, with, the, with eating those chocolates. What did we demonstrate there? Any ideas? We demonstrated there are different ways of doing things. Yes. Oh, we're getting all sorts of stuff coming out here. This is good. It's nothing to do with what I'm trying to get at, but it's a good point. Yeah, life isn't always fair, is it? Yeah, we're heading in the right direction there. Um, so <laughs> what it shows us is that actually, when Hugh ate that sweet, did he have any problems apart from unwrapping it? No, he didn't, because he was using all the parts of his body for what they're designed to do, didn't he? He used his hand to get it to his mouth, he used his teeth to mash it into, well, it was a bounty, actually, I was probably a bit cruel to him there. Um, He'll have coconut in his mouth for the rest of the morning now. Um, But it worked fine, didn't it? What we saw, what did we see with the others? Did they manage, with one exception, did they manage to do what we asked them to do? Yeah, they managed it with difficulty by thinking outside the box, by adapting, didn't they? They had to adapt either to not using their hands, I don't know if he's eaten the polythene with it, but um, either to not using their hands or not using their feet or not using their mouth or not using their eyes. They managed it with difficulty, but how did they manage it with difficulty when they adapted? Other parts of their body had to function outside what they would normally do in order for them to accomplish the task, didn't they? That's really what happened. And I think when we read this passage, we see something about how it says each part of the body has a function. Each part of our bodies has a function. I I meant to try and bring that video. I I can't remember the guy's name, which is why I couldn't find the video. Um, There's a guy, he's a Christian, I believe, who has no legs and I think no arms. And who, sorry? Okay. Look it up when you get home. Nicky? All right. But actually, this guy manages to live a fruitful and productive life by using parts of his body to do things they weren't designed to do, essentially. 
Um, everything else compensates for the lack of arms and legs that he has. Each part of the body has a function. And when one part isn't there or isn't working, sometimes other parts have to compensate, have to fulfill in, um, but they don't do it as well as the part that was designed for that job, do they? When Lily walked across to that chair, she made it in the end, but it would have been an awful lot quicker if she'd been able to use her eyes, wouldn't it? If her eyes had actually been able... Well, I stopped her eyes from functioning, but if her eyes had been able to function in that setting. So we need every part to function for our bodies to work well. Now, the Bible says that the church is like a body. And in the church, each of us has a place and a part to play. I've unfortunately become a bit of a mouth in the church. I never set out expecting that. I never went looking for it either. Um, But each of us has a part. I used to be far more comfortable when I put the chairs out. But each of us has a place in the body of Christ. And each of us has a place where if we fill that place, whether we're a child or whether we're an adult. I mean, it's been great recently to see people like Joshua joining in with the the PA. Samuel looks after the projector sometimes for us. Lauren has started singing in the worship band. See some of our younger people actually beginning to find their place within the body. So you and I each have a place within the body. Now, it's important, I think, for us to know what our place is. I've um, I spent many years really not being that sure what my place in the body of Christ was. And that probably affected how fruitful I was able to be within the body. Now the other thing that that passage says to us is that we need to do what? How do we need to think about ourselves? Not necessarily humbly, actually. We read, that's part of the problem is we read the word humble into it, but it's not actually there. Sober judgment is the phrase it uses. It says, for the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, which you could argue is about humility, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So actually... If I think of myself more highly than I ought to, I will end up in trouble. But also, if I think of myself more lowly than I ought to, I will probably exclude myself from God's best for me. And actually, hiding, I'm not picking on anybody here, but hiding behind doing the chairs can actually be because I don't have the courage to do what God has called me to do. Um, For me... People don't believe me, but I get terrified every time I have to stand up and preach. Um, I've been doing it now for nearly 30 years, and I still get terrified every time I stand up to speak. I would far rather, actually, not have to do it. But it's something God has called me to do, and it's something I do because God has called me to do it. 
we can actually hide behind a job that is comfortable and easy for us, not necessarily easy, but one in which we feel comfortable, rather than stepping out to be that part of the body that God has called us to be. Now, in the church, there are arms. I always think of Dina as the hands of the church in many ways. Um, you know, we were listening to Dina this morning talking about people in the night shelter and the food bank, um, and I always miss people out, but I know Dina, Val, I think, is it Neil is involved in the night shelter, or Annette? Sorry, Annette. Um, I knew it was one of you, and I couldn't remember which one. And others, and Jerry. Um, people are being the hands of the church there in many ways. But one of the things that this passage, I think, is calling us to is to assess ourselves in the light of God and with faith. So actually, I am called, and you are called, and our children are called, not simply to say, yeah, I'm going to be the greatest preacher that ever lived, unless that's in proportion to your faith, and if it is, you're welcome to come and stand up here any day you like. <laughs> um, but actually... We are called to assess ourselves with faith before God to say, what is it you've equipped me to do, Lord? What is that one special thing that I am able to bring to this body that others aren't? Now, this morning, I am not, please hear this, I am not trying to fill up our rotors. We, you know, my view with rotors is if we don't have enough people to do something, we won't do it. If we don't have enough people to put out the chairs, we'll sit on the floor. Um, but actually, what I want to see us do is to unlock the gifting and the talent that we have within the church. Because each of us carries something, a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, if you want the, the 1 Corinthians 12 version of it. Each of us has a manifestation of God. Daniel here, come and stand on the chair, Daniel. I'm going to practice his name until I get it right. Daniel here has a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good of this church, which nobody else can bring to it, don't you, Daniel? You do. <laughs> Daniel carries something of God in him that nobody else here carries. And actually, we need to make space for that. We need to make space for that expression of the Holy Spirit in Daniel, as much as we need to make space for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in me, which probably is overexposed at times. Thank you, Daniel. So, what, I, and I've nearly finished here, what I'm trying to get at is that actually, now this is only a picture, this picture of the body is only a picture. And whatever our gifting, whatever part of the body we might be, we sometimes have to do things we don't want to do. I'm not going to go into details with um, physical illustrations, but each part, well, most parts of my body have to do things they don't want to do occasionally. And we, as one of the things we've done in the charismatic world is actually to say, enjoy what God's called you to and it'll be wonderful without recognizing that actually at times we will have to do stuff that we don't like. Um, so I'm not saying that there are some people whose role is only to, I don't know, sorry? To live, well, we're all, our role, all of us have a role to live, yes. Um, but actually, don't rule ourselves out from just doing the menial jobs, because actually, God has called us all to be servants. 
um, and the menial jobs are for all of us, not just for those who don't want to talk to people at the end of the meeting and therefore put chairs away instead. I know I've done that, so um, I'm not pointing at anybody else when I say that. But actually, God's call is for each of us to seek him to assess what is it you've called me to, Lord? What is it you've put within me? Um, And it's not just about spiritual gifts. So we're going to be doing something over the next few months, uh, and that went out in the notices, so I'm not going to do this as an advert for it. But one of the things that I am concerned with this year is that we as a church unlock some of that talent and some of that gift that is among us. Um, we, I think we have become a bit... Um, what's the word? Have we? All right. We might have done. We probably have become a bit comfortable, but I think we've become a bit settled into the pattern that they do this and I just sit there and absorb it. Um, And we've become a bit consumerist in our approach. So that's one of the things I'm looking for us to do. Sorry, Dave? Relying on the Holy Spirit to do it all and not taking on our responsibility. Yes. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, So what I'm trying to get at this morning is let's each of us consider what is it that God has placed in me and don't exclude your children. Our children have a place in the body of Christ. They're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. Um, Each of our children and our young people have gifts that are forming and being shaped and part of our job is to continue to form and shape those children. Uh, and young people, but to make space for them um, to fulfill their gifting. Now, I don't necessarily believe that Joshua will spend the rest of his life doing PA, but actually what he's doing with the PA, he's not on it this morning, Jerry is, who is extremely faithful in, in doing PA, but actually Joshua is in training for what God has for him next. He's proving his faithfulness, and that's being worked out in his um, serving us like that, as is Samuel's in doing the projection, and as Lauren's will be in in singing out the front here. So let's, each of us, consider before God, what is it, Lord, that you've put within me? What is it that you've put within me that will build up your body in this place? Each of us has a place to fulfill. And also... I think one of the things we need to think about is whereabouts in the body are other parts compensating? Where in our body are people compensating, not because they've got the gift to do it, because the person who has the gift to do it isn't doing it? I'm not pointing at the drums, by the way. Sorry, Cameron. (laughs) That was completely unintentional and was not the Holy Spirit either. So, um, But... Whereabouts in the body do we see, whereabouts do I because actually if I'm aware of something, usually it's because I am the one who's the answer to that. Um, I'm not asking people to get way beyond boundaries, but um, very often if I see a need, that's because God has put it on my heart. Um, there are things that I'm not remotely gifted for at all. I, I've often told this story. It's a story against myself. It doesn't tell you how godly I am. In our church we were in previously, we used to have quite a lot of evangelistic events. And at these evangelistic events, all of us who led house groups in the church 
were expected at the end to be what they called counsellors. And the idea of being a counsellor was that the people would come up the front at the end in response to this evangelist, uh, and our job was to get them over the line and get them to pray the sinner's prayer. Well, not once did anyone who ever came out, having come out in response to an evangelist to become a Christian, not once did any one of them who came to see me ever become a Christian. They all changed their mind when they spoke to me. That's because I just do not have that gift. God has equipped me in other ways, but I am a complete disaster area in that sort of setting. Every time, over a period of about 10 years, and it was, this is three or four times a year, every time, and this is with Reinhard Bonnke preaching, for goodness sake, <laughs> in our church. Um, so, now, I, I continue to try and stretch out in those areas where I'm weak because I have to believe that God will actually use me one of these days like that. But we need to be people who are aware of what God has placed within us, what God has called us to, and fulfilling that call and being comfortable with the place he's assigned to us within the body. We've seen this morning that we can't manage without feet, we can't manage without hands, we can't manage without eyes, uh, and we certainly can't manage without a mouth. Um, Each of those parts has a vital part to play in the body. And each of the parts here has a vital part to play in the life of this church and in God's work in this town. So really it's an encouragement this morning. Seek God. Actually ask him to stretch you. I I know had I not been willing to be stretched at times I would never have, um, well you wouldn't have to put up with me Sunday by Sunday out the front. But God wants to stretch us. He wants to draw us on. And he wants us each to find our place in his body. And if you want to do things like the shape course or whatever as part of that, then please do. But let's be people who are confident and aware of what God has placed within us. And let's help our children to be like that as well. I'm going to close there.